Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Leng. And I'm Bobby Norris. Welcome back, babes. Thank you. Nice to be here. How was Day Parade? Um, extremely gay shock horror <laughs> uh especially at the lady gaga concert um no it's good it was really nice to once again be away i feel like i'm like i feel like i'm like uh what's the word carmen san diego whatever like where in the world is she next um like uh, but it's nice. it was just nice to be abroad and paris is a bit like london there, there's not really any restrictions anymore like covid stuff so um just kind of went about our, our our days and did lots of walking around the city and Lots of popping into little cute bars and lots of eating croissants and all the all the you know oh, stereotypical shit you do. I mean, always way, better in France. I mean, always I better. Always yeah. better. Um, and the coffee was made, but yeah, I mean, Bob, I won't lie. I I weighed myself on Monday, and um, it wasn't pretty. It was I, uh, you know, that that week away has really taken its toll. <laughs> 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 but you know what, you're going to do. I've got to enjoy myself. Um, you can't let your mate down on holiday. Exactly. And after the last couple of years, come on, there's a lot of time for making up for. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. you've turned into like a modern day Judith Chalmers. You've always somewhere in there, haven't you? Yeah, well, I'm actually, I'm actually looking at maybe going away for a couple of days in September as well. So, um, where are you so, off to? Anywhere in, anywhere in mind? I'm tempted. I'm tempted to take a little, like, uh, see where the cheapest flight is and just go there, wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, looking on Skyscanner and just see what turns up. Um, I've got a couple of days off. Um, like so, a city break or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe, or maybe a beach break. I'm kind of open, um, but it'll only be a couple of days. So um, I don't know. I just kind of want to uh, take the opportunities when I can, like I said, really. But anyway, yes, Paris was really good. And then I went down and celebrated my mum's birthday for a few days. Oh. Um, saw all my family, went on a, went to a miniature steam train festival with my grandparents Oh, how was that? It was really, really cute. I, my my grandpa loves all that sort of stuff. And my grandma, we ended up queuing for 45 minutes to go on a little tiny steam train. And my 85-year-old grandma was like climbing over the barriers to get on this train. And stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, but it was really good. How, how have you been anyway? Yeah, really good. Thank you, babe. Really good. Obviously missed you on the show last week, but I'm glad you've had a lovely week. Thank you. Yeah. Was thinking about you having a lovely old time at Gaga. Been gorge. How was it with summer? Was you all right? Yeah, lovely show, thank you. Nice to have um, Summer on, like, guest hosting again. And she's mm-hmm. done it a couple of times, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, really not. But, I mean, typical. The, the minute you was out of the country, as it come up, I was like, this is such a Stephen story. When it comes to showbiz news about Eurovision being in the <laughs> UK, I was like, how is Mr <laughs> Eurovision himself not here the week of all weeks? I bet you have been loving You've been on cloud nine. I certainly have been. And I'm going to say to our producer, Maddie, who is who is in the room, but people can't see or hear, um, we need to get all the Eurovision guests we can next year. I'm telling you straight up. I want everyone. I want every contestant, every presenter, every commentator. Um, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I don't I don't they haven't announced where it's going to be or anything yet, obviously. Um, uh, but my my money's on Glasgow. I think they want to do it in Scotland. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously, really looking forward to that. And actually, one of our guests today is an ex Eurovision performer herself. Um, so we've got a great show coming up. We've got um, Sara Alto, who performed for Finland um, in Eurovision a few years ago, uh, coming up first. And we've got uh, ex Geordie Shaw 
star turned sort of uh, producer, music producer extraordinaire, Ricky Guanaccio, which would be great. And then we've got Faye Winter from, from Love Island last year and now forthcoming MasterChef um, to chat all things, I guess, reality TV. So um, so great lineup this evening. But it will start with Sarah Alto and Eurovision. And obviously I'm going to have to ask her what she thinks about the UK hosting. Because obviously, like you, like you mentioned, it is a bit of a funny situation. We didn't win, we came second. Um, so it's going to be a bit of an odd one because it's going to be very Ukrainian influenced, but held in the UK. So yeah, I'm, uh, you're going to have to get on board this year, Bob. I'm sorry. It's going to it's gonna have to happen. It's a sign. I'm definitely <laughs> getting on board. And like I say, with the fact it's in the UK, let's try and get as many of them on the show as possible. This is uh, the yeah. need to get into it, though, I think. The fact it's coming home. Yeah, well, we've got the Lionesses coming home and Eurovision. So, um, yeah, what did you did I did you watch the football and did you did you hear about it? What was the I heard deal? about it? I didn't watch it. I'll be honest. I, one of the um, I think it was the semis. I was flicking through and I saw a little bit. I mean, I think incredible and congratulations to all of them. I think it's so amazing and mm. I think going to be so inspiring now moving forward for girls that want to take take up football. You know, f- from school. You know, hope so. I mean, like from looking back at when I was at school, it, it wasn't even an option for girls. I mean, to be honest, I didn't even want to play football. So <laughs> I almost thought the girls got away lucky. I would have rather <laughs> done the netball and the hockey. Yeah. But it was very much boys did rugby and football and girls did hockey and netball. And yeah. there was no, no merging with that. Mm. Whereas I think this goes to show actually, who knows, we could, be, we could have the, the next... We're on fire now, the next team. So I think that's going to be well inspiring. And any kind of sport for, for girls to get involved in, I think, so important. So, no, incredible. Oh, I love the the whole press interview at the end, though, and they're all on the tables. Dancing oh, Saturday around. Night yeah. out. I was just waiting for someone <laughs> to pull out a Jaeger. Yeah, it was very much that vibe, wasn't it? Um, I thought as well, it was quite funny then they did the... Um... They did something in Trafalgar Square, didn't they? The morning after, and you could just tell ninety percent of those girls were absolutely hanging. They had their like sunglasses on. <laughs> their hair, they just looked like some of them were like this, you know, like probably but they, no sleep. But yeah, I mean, no you sleep. deserved it. I mean, good luck to them. Yeah, I think one of them said as well. I think they partied more in the past twenty four hours than they actually played football. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's like like you said, it's coming home, and it came home. It's it's it amazing for those for those women to have done what they did um, and, and i think iconic the fact it was against germany i mean my my limited football knowledge that that never normally bodes well for the men's team does yeah, it yeah when we the get to germany exactly the men's team are, are pretty rubbish against the the german the german team but when it comes to the women it seems like uh 10 times better so much so we won so yeah i, did I mean, see a funny meme on social media and it was something like um all the men have been calling for it to come home for 50 years and finally the girls were like, we'll go get it ourselves. And did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, such a good point. <laughs> so good. And it's just great also, like not just for like um, the school children, but the crowds, you know what I mean? They're so good natured. There's like families, way way more families. It was one of the biggest crowds that Wembley had ever had. Um, and you just think like, incredible, like, great. Let's let's just keep it up. Like, I think. Absolutely. Really. It's just an, another step in the right direction for it being exclusive to all. So now I think it's uh, an amazing thing. And as we say, congratulations again. They absolutely smashed it. 100%. Um, so in, sh- in other showbiz news this week, um, uh, and, and talking about coming back, Big Brother is official. It's coming to ITV. Um, there's no kind of details yet, are there? But, um, but what do you make of it? I know we've talked a little bit about it before. Um, what do you make about oh. it now? 
I'm obsessed uh, with the news. I, I love the show. I was a massive fan from like day one, Channel 4 days, um, and followed it through to, to Channel 5. Um, always especially loved, I mean, even in the early days, I loved all the series. Um, but my favourites were always the celeb ones in mm-hmm. January, which I think we've spoke about before, which kind of got over Christmas, and that kind of took over January, which yeah. can be a bit of a depressing month, let's have it right. Um, and I, it, I thought it was quite sad. I was on the last bit on the side when it then left Channel 5, I think four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite emotional because as we finished filming that, literally they was taking the set down and, and, and that was it. And um, when I've recently filmed over at Elstree, where, where the second house was from like series three, um, over the couple of years you could see it was just derelict and it was kind of a sad thing to see. It was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I used to, that was like, iconic that house and then yeah the last time I went completely torn down and there's a new stage built on it which I think is a Netflix stage um, mm. so I don't know where the house will be but uh, I think it's great news I think ITV2 is a great home for it um, I'm intrigued to see what they bring to it because mm. I think every channel that's had it from four and then go into five it kind of changed slightly and things do need to evolve I would like to see it kind of go back to basics as much as possible, bearing yeah. in mind it's going to be 2023. So I think there's that fine balance in that where I think people feeding chickens isn't quite going to cut it. But I, I don't think it should be too overly heavily full of tasks. Um, mm-hmm. I almost love the social dynamics, seeing the groups of people, how they interact rather than it all being um, ag. I, done, I saw something interesting today, actually, which was kind of along those lines. And they said, we don't want a house full of like influencers or, you know, like the people that you can see on other show of, you know, 1.5 million followers and they already have their own sort of thing. If they want it to be, you know, Brenda from the corner shop or, you know, like just like, like just more. So you actually really get interaction between people from different backgrounds and classes and races and sexualities and all sorts and um, and see how it all turns out. Um, and yeah, probably less about. I mean, I don't think these days you could have things like you remember Fight Night. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, Series Five. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, I just yeah. don't think you, you. Not that there won't be fights and arguments, but I don't think they could get into that situation where angsty situation and they'd be encouraging it. I don't think that would really happen anymore. Yeah, um, and, uh, I, and I think from what I remember, I think that kind of time, I believe that was Series 5, that was still at a stage where it was streaming live. Do you remember that there was a channel and like you could just hear the birds? Yeah, Sometimes yeah, it was yeah. just watching people sleep. And I used to think, why am I watching this? But I kind of <laughs> would find myself watching a bedroom with the lights turned off and then it would cut to the kitchen. There might be two people up. And if they was talking about something that couldn't be aired, we'd then hear the birds yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I, I seem to remember that the fight night, the public that was watching whilst it was streaming could see how bad it was getting, that they was actually calling the police, <laughs> in, like telling them that there was a fight in the Big Brother house. So, yeah, that, that's kind of um, a, a, a mad kind of time of, of the show. But uh, I, I am intrigued, obviously, because there's Love Island on there, so there is that yeah. kind of audience. And I think ITV2 will time it so I, I don't think it's going to replace love island obviously it's their biggest show on that channel so i wonder it would have to fit around that maybe it will come after mm-hmm. or maybe it'll come before um but i'm definitely excited to see yeah how what they do is, what the house is going to be yeah because the, I, I one thing i do want is i want the original 
I want the big brother voice. Is he called Marcus Bentley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I, I want him back. Um, in terms of presenter-wise, I don't think anything's been announced yet. I think I've seen that Jedward have put themselves forward saying that we was iconic housemates, we should present it. What about uh, you and me, Bob? Let's do it. ITV, call us. We're I ready. Mean, what a gig. <laughs> yeah, I say, yeah, might be a bit much, a uh, bit much, but um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're saying, well, and I think they probably are keen on a fre- completely fresh start, aren't they? So I don't think they'll have Davina or Emma Willis or, or maybe even Rylan on it. I think they'd want someone completely new, um, yeah. maybe not completely unknown to the public, but completely new so that it's it gives ITV their own spin on it, like you said. So, um, so yeah, lots to lots to digest, but we'll have to wait until next year. I imagine we'll get some like leaked bits and bobs. I know they did say that the house will be in another location in the UK, so it won't be in the sort of Elstree uh, studios. I wonder if it will be Manchester because there's loads of TV production stuff there now, isn't there? Probably Manchester yeah. somewhere like that. Um, and didn't isn't that where they did the circle as well? Yeah, I believe that's where they filmed a lot of stuff. Um, because ITV have the big media city over there as mm. well, don't they? Since they did all the new Corey sets. So um, a lot of stuff is now shot in Manchester and up north. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I think it probably will go. Because if this, even strategically and logistically, London trying to find lands and studios yeah. are hard to find now. True, so true. many have closed and become apartments just because mm. the cost of property in London mm. is ridiculous, really, if you think about it. Um, so, yeah, very, very excited. Also showbiz news, though, I did say, right. again, we've been speaking about this, which feels like forever and a day. And actually, I found it mad to think that this has been going on longer than the pandemic, um, because that kind of blurs time, I think, what is it? the pandemic. The Wagatha Christie situation and story. So oh, yeah. October 19, Colleen put out the, the infamous Instagram post. And... Um, which was obviously four or five months before we'd even heard the word COVID. But finally, this week, it's, um, it's come to a conclusion and um, Rebecca Vardy's lost her case, isn't she? Yeah, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see. I know she's done her first interview now, hasn't she, on Talk TV? Um, uh, and she's kind of said that she still insists that it wasn't, she, she wasn't the one that leaked the stories and blah, blah, blah. How has she done an interview? Yeah, on Talk TV, yeah. Ah. Um, despite some of the sort of evidence really indicating that she did. But, I mean, it's it's very much um, up in the air. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, let's talk about this at the end of the show because our first guest, uh, Sarah Alto, is here. So, let's get her in and chat. Hello. Hello. Hello, hon. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Really good. good. How have you been? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Like, enjoying my summer holiday at the moment. So, Where are you talking to us from? Are you in Finland? Yeah, right now in Finland. Yes. Lovely. What's it like over there? I've got a friend who's just gone back. She's finished and she's just gone back and said it's very nice there at the moment. Well, I would say this has been like the coldest summer ever. So it's been quite chilly, to be honest, and really windy. But <laughs> maybe she's fine. in a different part to where you are. I'm not sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a bit different to here, which has been never-ending heat <laughs> yeah I know but the weird thing was that I was in London the in the in the end of June mm. I was there for like 10 days and it was just like raining and really chilly and cold and I was like no like and then when I came back here the heat came to London and I was like I missed that <laughs> yeah well bad luck but 
it happens it happens so what have, what have you been up to other than being on your summer holidays um well actually I've been <laughs> I've been cleaning my house for like for weeks like <laughs> I've, I've just taken some time to just like throw things away you know because mm -hmm. I always I'm I'm the kind of person who always collect things like you're I a hoarder save, uh, a little bit unfortunately <laughs> so I've been like you know throwing things away and that's been very satisfying to be honest so it's it's been good, yeah, and just seeing my friends and my family, yeah. There's something really um, I, I love cleaning and tidying things and throwing out. I f find it really good. Like it's mm -hmm. I don't know what it is inside me, but when I get a bag out, I start thinking well, I was going to tidy something up, and then before I know it, four hours later, I start becoming ruthless. I'm like, no, that can go recycle <laughs> bag, charity shop, and I think it's good to have a clear out. Good for the head. Good for your head. Yeah, exactly. And it, it feels like cleaning the energies, you know, like full, yes. like I have this, like, I think my, in my life, I'm, I'm recreating myself. That's how I feel. So I'm just like, you know, getting rid of all the old stuff, you know, somehow. Yeah. And you've got to get, get rid of the old to bring in the new. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. So you, you've got, um, you've got a new uh, single out with, uh, in collaboration with Save the Children. Is that right? That is correct. Tell us about it. Yeah, so in June, yeah, mid-June, I released a song called This World, which is um, a charity song for Save the Children UK and also Save the Children Finland. And the, hmm, the, the, the story, actually, yeah, the story of the song is pretty incredible because I actually wrote the song when I was 12 years old. So wow. it, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I, I do remember the moment when I wrote the song because I felt like a real artist after writing the song. It was my first English pop song. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I was you know, writing it with my piano, singing and like writing the lyrics. And I felt like I'm saving the world with this song. And, <laughs> and then I got to record it in a studio and it was never released, but I just, you know, I got this, like, you know, a burned CD out of yeah, it and yeah. gave it to all my relatives, like, listen to this. And I found the recording two years ago when COVID started and lockdown started. And I was like, you know, going through my stuff again, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot, yeah, I, I have saved everything. So I was like going through everything and I found the, the song and the recording and I was like listening to it. And I realized that the lyrics were so relevant, like telling about the moment that we're living in the world right now, like where to find this safe, safe, safe place for us. And like, how to, how can we make this world a better place for everybody? And I was like, oh my God, this is so touching, so relevant. I need to do something with this song because it's, it's a good song. And I decided to finally, officially release the song. And I was so lucky because I also found all the audio files of the song. So I actually found this, the file where I'm singing when I was 12. So I was like, okay, I can make it a duet. Like me, 34 year old. Sense. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like it. I've never, I've never heard any artist, you know, doing a duet with their child version. Like, like, Self, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that, that, that was an, like an incredible idea, but it took me two years until I actually did it. And this summer, well, this spring, I was like, now I, I have to do this because you know, all the, 
things with Russia, Ukraine started, and I was like, oh, it's getting even crazier, and I, I, I want to help. And I decided to release the song, but I also wanted to invite more children to sing with me in the song, because this song is all about how children view the world and mm-hmm. how children are worried about their, their world. And I found 10 amazing children to sing with me in the song. They're all singing in different languages. Like I, I just, I was looking for somebody who, who is not like Finnish or British, but something else. And I found mm-hmm. all these amazing children and you can hear like, there is like an, one Indian language in the song and there is French and Spanish and like Chinese, like everything. And all the children were amazing. And we did a music video together. Yes, and all the profits of the song go to to save the children, to help children who are suffering from wars and conflicts around the world. So it's like like this very, very big like campaign that kind of came out of that song that I wrote when I was 12. So it's it's pretty overwhelming to even think about it, actually, in a good way. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, (laughs) if only I had known. (laughs) How amazing that it's come full circle. Because obviously, if someone had said to you at 12 years old, this is going to be released and the world we now live in. And also, what a wide head you must have had on your shoulders, writing them (laughs) lyrics that are relevant. Because I think that, I mean, I didn't even have a phone to send texts. So, so when you would write <laughs> yeah. notes, if I could find my old notes or school plans when I, when I was 12, I don't think I'd be making much of a song out of what I was writing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and you've got a special gig coming up soon. Is that right? Oh, yes, that is right. So, I, of course, I, I wanted to build something nice around the song. So I'm actually holding a charity concert on 21st of August. So it's going to be really exciting to really... And where's that? So it's it's online, so okay. everybody can join. And actually, we even have like volunteer payment, like pay as you want, pay as much as you want. So everybody can join whatever their financial situation is. I wanted to make it as open as possible. But with the concert, we also try to raise as much money as possible for, for this charity. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Like, what could you ask you? And obviously, you're no stranger to TV shows, mm-hmm. and you've done quite a lot, especially like the reality and talent kind of show. Got the Voice, Dancing on Ice, X Factor. With doing them kind of shows, do you find there's like a, a did you suffer anxiety or find that hard on your mental health being in in that kind of a show, going out to that many millions of people? To be honest, for me, no, I had no problem with it. I, I think for me, well, the good thing is that I've done music since I was a child, obviously, and, and I've gradually built my career. So for me, when I've done these big TV shows, I've already, handled, I've already had a long career before that. So it wasn't like, you know, if you have a sudden success like two and you just, you know, you are brand new to everything, it can really mess up your mental health. But for me, I, I was doing it so gradually mm. that when all these big things like X Factor and Eurovision came, I was so prepared. I wasn't like a teenager. So I was able to really be very grounded. Well, not very grounded. That was a wrong term. You cannot be very grounded in TV shows like that. But I, I already knew what I was doing and what I wanted. And yeah, and I always take care of my mental health very carefully. 
Yeah. And I guess it almost come organically, like you say, because you've always done music, it kind yeah. of would have been the next step. So it exactly. kind of made sense. But yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen, but apparently X Factor's coming back. How do you feel about that? Well, well, I love the show. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, but I'm not sure if, if, if this is the right moment or should, should they maybe wait for a couple of more years? Yeah, do you and... think the world's moved on a little bit from sort of X Factory type shows? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I... hmm. now that there's been a break, I think it, they could they could do a great comeback. I don't know, but uh, but I, I know what you mean. I think I think life has changed so much in the last couple of years, and people are so much more like into you know like um, not TV but like um, these uh, platforms where you can watch whatever you want whenever you want. And TV is like yeah, I don't know, changed a bit. It, it it has changed, but I still think. There is always room for entertainment, definitely. Speaking of, I mean, you mentioned Eurovision. Obviously, for the first time in 25 or so years, it's going to be coming to the UK. Um, Probably not on the back of a situation that anyone would have wanted, but it's it's, it's happening, right? What do you you make of that? And and what are you expecting the UK to do with the show? Well, I'm going to be there definitely like somewhere watching or or performing who knows but like (laughs) definitely I'm so excited that that it's there finally in the UK um and I think you will do it really well I think like the UK knows how to do big tv shows you know because you do X Factor you do all the biggest tv shows already so you know how to do them so I think it's going to be very easy and Nat- like natural for you to do mm-hmm. the biggest Eurovision ever. And I think you also, the UK has some like ambition to show that, hey, we can do, we can do this better than anybody else has <laughs> ever done before. I, I have a feeling. So, so yeah, I'm very excited to see how you do it. And there's not been many chances for the UK to really do it in recent <laughs> years, has there? Exactly. If it, it comes down to winning it and getting it through that kind of way, I don't think there's been a venue ready and waiting every year, put it that way. So amazing that um, we get a shot at it. Absolutely. Would you consider entering again? Um, Yeah, I would actually. I'm not sure if I'm ready yet, but I think maybe sometimes in the future I could do it again, definitely. Would you want to? Because in Finland, there's I'm a bit of a Eurovision fanatic, right? I'll put that straight out there. So I know they have their own they have their own selection show, right? Would you be willing to go through that sort of show process, or would you would you rather? I know some people in some countries they just get chosen by the broadcaster, right? Would you rather do something like that if it was your choice? Yeah, yeah. Because in in 2018, when I was representing Finland, they chose me, so I had no competition, which was Mm -hmm. great. But in the future. I mean, obviously, I would love to be invited. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but um, I think I would be ready to go through the process at some point. Maybe not yet, but maybe maybe sometimes. Or I could try to do it for Sweden or for the UK. Who knows? Yeah. Never yeah. say never. Um, yeah. I'd love to see you in it. So I think you'd be great. So yeah, that would you just be have fun. to get the right song as well, though. It's not. It's that's kind of the yeah. deal, isn't it? What did you make of Sam Ryder last year? I think he as a person, like, like I love him, his voice, his outfit. It was really cool. 
the performance was really cool it wasn't my favorite song to be honest but it wasn't like oh i don't like the song for me yeah, it was yeah. like in the middle like i was like yeah it's a good song and i was really like happily surprised when it when it did so well i was like wow okay people really like the song <laughs> like yeah so i'm happy happy for you <laughs> <laughs> and we had the rasmus in finland this year didn't you which was yeah. and i really do you know what that song is like probably in my top five from this year to be honest oh. i did i actually voted for it oh nice own. thank you um, yeah <laughs> Well, I voted for you the year you were in it as well, Sarah. So, you know. It's, uh, um, so, yeah, what else have you got coming up? Well, I actually, I have some, well, yeah, but I can't tell you yet. So I have Damn some it. things coming up this year, but they haven't haven't been announced yet. So I can't say anything. <laughs> so I'm sorry. But, fair enough, fair enough. But there is, let's say, okay, I'm going to reveal something. I am doing something that I've never done before. So... Something that has, well, it's entertainment, but it's not singing. Okay. Let's say that. Interesting, yeah. It it is interesting, very interesting. Yeah, and it is something that you would never expect from me. Mm, I'm color me intrigued, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and we'll we'll see it here in the UK? I I think so. I think so. Mm, You should be able to, yeah. But let's see, let's see. I'm, yeah, very mystical. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. We get, we get lots of people who say things like that. So uh, yeah. we'll just, we'll just stay intrigued. So watch this <laughs> space moment. Well, so, exciting times. Yeah. Um, are you, are you staying in Finland for the rest of the summer, or, or do you kind of live between the two countries now? What's yeah. The yeah. So basically, now that the world is opening up again. It's so weird. I'm like, I don't even know where I live. That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm just ready to go wherever I want to go. So basically, we are going to Spain in about a month or so. Um, We've been to Spain many times actually during the last year. Mm-hmm. which we really love because of the sun and the warmth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then hopefully I will be back in the UK in September as well. So, I mean, yeah, so it's going to be some traveling. Yeah. So, nice. so, so basically, yeah, it's interesting. I just don't know where I'm going to be based in the future. It's so weird, like this whole last past two years have changed so much, like mm. how, how, uh, how I see the world and... And, and how the world works in, in general. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens to me. And Definitely. <laughs> well, we'll be keeping Sorry. an eye, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Best of luck with your with your your, your virtual gig um, in a couple of weeks. So much. And uh, yeah. hope to see you soon. And yeah, good luck with a secret project. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. And if, if people want to join the concert or join the project, just go to www.thisworld.info that's the campaign side thisworld.info so all the concert details music video everything is there awesome amazing thank you okay thanks so much much. Um, have a lovely evening you too thank you so much take care bye bye it's um it's quite bizarre to think of uh, a cold summer isn't it after the uh 
after the time yeah. we've had. But but there you go. She's currently experiencing it in Finland. Bad timing to go back for the summer and have all that, though. And it's so mad because normally when we interview people from like America or somewhere here on Zoom, it's always us going, oh, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's raining, finally. It's raining. And we're then, you know, it's red hot out. Yeah, we've, uh, yeah, for the first time ever, got to be the other way around. Uh, right, well, great. Um, our, uh, our second guest, Ricky, is ready to come in, so let's get him in. Hey, guys. All right, Rick, how are you doing, mate? Good, Bob, how are you? You good? Really good, thank you, really good. Good, lad. What's been happening? Keeping busy, keeping busy, mate. Good thank man. you for joining us. We're glad to have you on. Yeah, sorry I was a bit late. <laughs> no, that's all right. What have you been Don't up to, it. mate? Um, yeah, a lot of work, mate, to be honest with you. Um, gigs. Uh, in the studio and then planning for Australia and then filmed a TV show a little while ago as well. So, yeah, it's all good. Exciting it's all good. times. How, how did the single come about, Rick? Um, I played it in a lot of my sets and it's an absolute classic. People have known it for ages. So uh, it was one of them songs that I really wanted to, yeah, sort of cover and really um, put my own shape to it. Um, and I think Robin smashed the vocals as well. It's a, it's a pop dance record. I think it's a summer anthem that people can really enjoy and really dance to and, uh, yeah, really groove to. So, yeah, I love it. How have you found... Because, obviously, originally, people will know you from reality TV. Yeah. How have you found kind of branching out into other avenues? Do you think there's kind of, like... Do we get judged from people that started out in reality TV when we try and do other things, do you think? Yeah, of course we do. But, um, I mean, with, with DJing and producing, I mean, it's five, six years I've been putting blood, sweat and tears in it, really. Um, no one really saw us in my basement, grinding away, grinding away, learning, because I didn't want to be one of those people that just jumped on, press sync, and then was one of these fake, fake DJs. I absolutely love what I do. I've got a huge passion for it. Um, and like I said, I put a hell of a lot of time into it. I've signed with a really rec a good record label, Love Another, which is under Tool Room. Um, so I've got a really good team around us. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely love doing what I do, mate, to be honest with you, it's class. And that's the thing, when you've got a passion for something and you're good mm. at it, I don't think people should be judged wh where anyone's come from. Do you know what I mean? But I kind of do think that there's almost a snobbery yeah. against reality. It's but quite talent speaks for itself, doesn't it? It's quite clicky. But, I mean, I think you're mm. going to get that in any line of work that you get to, especially from us coming from reality TV. Um, I jumped into doing a few movies, um, and now I've obviously jumped into doing music and stuff, but you put your heart and soul into something, you can be, can be do whatever, really. But I think people do get sort of um, pinholed in regards to, oh, well, you're for reality TV, how can you be a DJ, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, like I said, I've put a hell of a lot of time into it, and hopefully the music will speak for itself as well. Um, I've got another two singles coming out later this year. Um, oh, amazing. TV show, so, yeah, mate, the, the future's good. So, I'm look, I'm just having fun with it as well. I'm doing my own thing. Um, I'm enjoying working with the people I'm working with. And with other singers and that as well, jumping in the studio with different producers um, and different people from all over the UK and stuff. So, yeah, it's good. Is music where your passion's at now, mate? Would you happily kind of leave the acting and the TV behind to concentrate on that? It, it's hard, mate, because it's reality TV. I mean, it's good because we get a hell of a lot of money for doing it as well. I was going to say the money's the thing that people have to do. But it does help with the with the music as well. Obviously, having that fan base, um, you've already got a you've already got a fan base that can you can open up all them doors to and play play your tunes to, and whether they like it or not, it's kind of it's up to them. Um, but I mean, I'll be going back to Australia later on this year. I'm looking at doing a movie again next year, and then hopefully a TV show at the end of this year as well, along with one that's coming out in a few months. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't knock it on the door, 
But I mean, money's too good. <laughs> <laughs> so the show coming out in a few months is this the the Jules Shaw like the the reunion, the ten year thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't, are they doing a reunion like that? <laughs> okay, we're playing that game. Five, five, five. I mean, nothing I've heard about it, so you have to wait and see. <laughs> because it's it's been announced that after if if it does happen, yeah, the reunion that it the show's no more. Is that right? For what I've seen in the press, I've, I've got no idea, man. I hope not. I mean, I mean, Geordie is is what we all started with. Um, so the longer it continues, the better it is for all of us. Even even myself, it's still Ricky from Geordie Shaw, Ricky from Geordie Shaw. And even though I've got an alliance now with Ricky G with doing the music, I want to sort of transition instead of being Ricky Ganasio. Um, I want to do sort of its own lane. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope it continues because I mean, it's 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 been a global phenomenon, really. I mean, one of the biggest uh, reality TV shows to come out of the UK. Um, MTV, have, I mean, I think it's into its 23rd, 24th series or something. Um, I do get the the change of cast where I think people related to us from the start mm. because you had because you had your guys in charge, you had me and Vicky, and you had your James and Jays, and it was kind of people could relate to us in them early days of the relationship stuff with me and Vicky and arguing and kicking off and fighting, and it was all natural, it was all real, and you couldn't script it. I've done so many interviews saying, "Was it real?" And it's like, "Yeah, hundred percent." I got kicked out more than I was in the show. Do you think I'm going to get kicked out? I got fined more than I made on the bloody show. So um, yeah, for everyone that doesn't believe that it was real or scripted, hundred percent. And I'll give you a funny story as well. So when I was in Cancun, uh, when I got engaged to Vicky. Um, I think I got kicked out three times. And the third time my manager was on the phone to me and he said, Ricky, can you not just fucking say nothing and just sit there and do nothing instead of getting kicked out? And I was like, man, it's the drink. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But I think that's what sort of people hold on to and people grasp to as well. That's sort our of love and connection that people had with us from the day, day and age of the, the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and as you've seen, the, the cast have changed. And I know a few of the cast that are in it now and they're, they're great people and they're lovely. Um, but I do understand as well where it's kind of, I mean, at some point it will have to come to an end, but I just hope it's not too soon anyway. I think you're right in what you're saying. I think this shows like ours, whether it's Jewel detailing, mm. like the same for, for Made in Chelsea. I think for, for us that was on it early doors, yep. the audience and fans, I back then we had nothing to compare it to. Mm. Like when Terry came out, there, mm. there was nothing like anything like that. So, so no one went into that show expecting anything, wanting anything. Actually, we didn't know who was even going to be watching it. It was like, well, we're just going to a club or we're going to have a coffee. And yeah. it was a friendship group. And I think when people invest, and obviously as we grow, they grow. So we all kind of went through that life changes, similar ages. So I yeah. can kind of see when audiences dwindle a bit, when, when the faces from the early days then leave. Yeah. See, what I find about what you're saying as well, Bob, I think we didn't really contradict each other in regards to TV shows. I think you had your Towie where it was kind of, you had those scenes where it was sort of like the dramatic sort of, you had your sort of drama TV show where everyone yeah, could invest the time and get the cup of teas and enjoy it, like watching like Coronation Street or something like that. But then on the flip side, you had Geordie where it was kind of, ah, all good. Yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. nuts. Everyone was banging each other and everyone was drinking, everyone was arguing and fighting and... And that kind yeah. of thing. So I, th I think when 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 them shows were around as well, even made in Chelsea, I think we had a really nice blend of TV shows. Yeah. The issue. I no think one was tread on any, anyone's toes. The three no, kind no, of no. shows. There, there was no kind of rivalry there because they always had their own niche. Exactly. Uh, but I think the valleys struggled 
because it was kind of another reflection of Geordie where I think yeah. that's why I just flopped. Um, but in regards to TV shows, I can understand the reality TV aspect now because you've got your Love Islands now as well. And I'm hearing this, this um, Big Brother coming back. Yeah. So you're going to yeah. be getting another influx of TV shows and Love Island kills everything, mate. It's, I mean, it's huge. What they do with the ITV, it's just... Yeah, you can't do the numbers that they're doing. It's incredible. Um, Obviously, you've done Celeb Big Brother. I've done Celeb Big Brother, mate. <laughs> How do you feel about Big Brother coming back? Did you enjoy your time in the house? I mean, you're used to being locked up in an house. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it, though. I thought it was no, shit. Very yeah, different to Jill Day. Yeah, I mean... I was when I was in, I remember saying them, I was like, you've stuck a 27-year-old party boy in a house with no tools. I mean, I know Charlotte was in before me, and I think with Ofcom, with the amount of complaints, because I know she pissed the bed and stuff like that. Um, I think they calmed down. I forgot the, about on, that. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they calmed down on the drinking aspect, and I drink a lot. Like, I drink a hell of a lot. So we were getting these little gin, like, lemonade stuff, and so like, we were sugary, I'm just like... They were just, yeah. I mean, for me and David and that as well, I met some great people in there. Obviously, David McIntosh is one of our best mates. Um, D, I still speak to all the time. Um, and yeah, I met some great people from it. But in regards to enjoying it, I mean, it was, it was one of them where I was kind of thinking, oh. like, I thought it, it, it sort of ruined my experience being in there with the actual TV show. Because I remember before I was thinking, I could go in and smash that, smash that. But there were certain times where it was kind of, I think they knew what they wanted and the direction they wanted to go with it as well. So Gary Busey was, um, we were all up for eviction. And Gary Busey was sat in his pyjama bottoms and just a jacket. So I remember, I think it was Dee saying, oh, Gary, you're not going to get ready for, for eviction night. And he was like, no, no, no. I mean, it's in my contract. I'm in, the, in his little final. <laughs> I was <just> fucking kidding. <laughs> 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 Whose leg you been putting on? <laughs> so it was, it was one of them where it was kind of, I mean, even during the day and stuff, for the first 11 days, we were on rations. Mm. So I had no energy, but I understand why the producers do that because they want you to kick off and be argumentative and tired and that kind of stuff. But for me, I was just wanting to sleep. And on a night, I was kind of like, right, this is my mojo, this is my time, let's put a show on. And it was kind of, there was no drink. I remember it's two to gin and tonics in a tin. So. <laughs> Honestly, mate. And I remember being in bed, I was like, do you know what it is? I'm going to act like a little kid, I'm going to put myself to bed. I was like, screw this. So I, put, I, remember, I remember putting myself to bed, I was like, nah, nah, if you're not giving us any drink, I'm not staying up. And then it was like, um, I can't remember what it said, whatever the room was called. It was like, the thing is, the room was being filled up with drought or whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, you're playing these games with me. <laughs> it was like sitting there ready to go. They were like, oh, now he's kicked off. He goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have another two jeans. Do you think it's time for it to come back? Because obviously it's been rested for four or five years. Do you yeah. think it's, it's going to do good in ITV now? Yeah, mate, 100%. But I think ITV, it'll do wonders on as well. You can't go yeah. wrong on ITV, mate, at yeah. all. It's huge. Um, and the numbers that they do, I mean, it'll coincide with with however they're going to show it this time. It'll, they'll, they'll mix it up and get a new presenter and that kind of stuff as well. So I think it'll have a different show. It'll be a different flair and different influx of people. And it'll have its own sort of, um, yeah, nice sort of view to it, where it'll be different to the other one, but the same. Um, but I think because of the numbers that they do on ITV, mate, I think it'll just do crazy. Yeah, so... Yeah. I'm excited for my watch. I'll tune in. 
I'll be yeah. slagging everyone off and backing <laughs> everyone on. And like, won't we all? That's, that's, that's the whole point. <laughs> they haven't announced if they're going to do the celeb one, but I'm guessing it's only a matter of time. Once they've got that house built, the, the celeb mm. one's a, a formula they know works. Who don't want to yeah. watch 12 celebrities in an house together when yeah. half of them hate each other? The, the issue that you've got with the celebs is, and I'll be, I'll be honest, is people going in and get, asking for big paydays and then doing jack mm. shit. It's looking for it's looking for them right people that they're going to get in and being able to work with them where it's kind of like screw all the not feeding people and not giving much alcohol. Give them loads of food. Give them all loads of alcohol and let yeah. them do sort of um, let them do games and stuff where it's going to cause influx of like hatred towards people and, and nastiness where they're going to be slagging each other off and they're going to be confused because they're going to be like, oh, is that, is that person slagging me off or whatever? So they need to play games with people in there in, in regards to that because when I was in, we're only doing one game a day. one For one hour, one game a day. And I bet kind of, you was bored shitless. Mate, honestly, me, me and Tosh were doing laps of the garden watching the planes go by. And I remember, he was like, <laughs> and he was, I remember him saying there was, there was only so much working out and press-ups and stuff that you could do in there. Yeah. Well. And um, I mean, I know I had the thing with Lauren Goodger and stuff, but it's kind of like, yeah. you know, when you're in a house, when, you, when you're in a house, it's like Geordie as well. It's kind of, you've only got what's there in front of you to work with. Yeah, so yeah. So, totally. do you know what I mean? So, it's like, yeah. But, um, yeah, we were doing laps of the garden watching the planes. I remember Tosh saying to me, he's like, I've had my fee. I was like, he's like, I want to go see my baby girl. I was like, mate, you're not leaving me. I was like, you're not leaving me. <laughs> you <laughs> can totally see, yeah, I mean, I can totally see. And it, I, I imagine they're going to be keen to make sure that people aren't doing that in this new series. 100%. But... I mean, yeah, I mean, the fees are great for, for Big Bro, but it's kind of, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it is what it is, really. People are going to do whatever they're going to do. But... Well, Ricky, thanks so much for joining no us this evening. Really appreciate it. Sorry for being late. <laughs> Don't worry about it at all. Anytime. Lovely to see you. Yeah, you too, lads. Enjoy yourselves. Right, see you Good luck Bye with the man. singles. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers a lot. Bye. I think you, I mean, it could go either way with Big Brother. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Our, our final guest, uh, Faye Winter, is here, so let's get her in. Hi, darling. How well, are you doing, well. Faye? All good? Yeah, good, thanks, love. You okay? Very good. Um, it must be a really exciting time for you. Not only as you obviously you've been all in Love Island, but now you got Martyr Chef. I know. I've done all right, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> How were you finding Master Chef? Well, we finished. Sorry, I'm just going to stop my camera. Uh, we finished recording it, filming probably January, February. Oh, so. Long yeah, so we've been waiting for it to come out for a long time. So now I'm just chilled. I'm like, I've done the stressful part. I'm all right. Yeah. Well, I say that. It depends what the edit comes out like, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good this point. is always this is always the thing. Are you much of a cook, though, Faye? Like, are you quite good with a saucepan and a spoon? Absolutely not. I mean, I can, like, <laughs> rustle something up from the freezer. Um, and but I'm a takeaway girl. I've always been a takeaway girl or take-me-out type of girl. No, I'm not one of these to set home. But now I'm like, oh, no, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. Teddy's like, oh. Did you learn some stuff from doing it then? <laughs> you learn so much. And I think that's the thing that actually surprised me the most. So even in like a short space of time, you learn so much. And I'm like, geez, I didn't even learn this much when I was in school. Oh, my God, look at me now. So week one, obviously, like you say, you're a freezer girl. There's one thing throwing some chips and fish fingers in the <laughs> oven for half hour and then getting the Tommy K out. What do you do when they put you in the kitchen and they're like, right, cook something? Obviously, there's no McCain's. 
other brands are available, um, and, and no pot noodles that you can rustle out. What did you do? Did you kind well, of practice a bit before? Well, I was like looking up recipes, like there's no tomorrow, like going into Tesco's and Asda, like looking at their little magazines, like, oh my God, is there anything I can do here? Yeah, but I was like, I don't really know what to do. And the worst thing is you can't really prepare for half the challenges. So I was like, hang on a minute, like I could be doing one dish, but actually they're going to throw me a curveball and give me like a pork chop and I'd have no idea what to do with that. And that's actually quite tricky, pork, I think, to cook. It's a little bit too long and it goes like a leather boot. Yeah, I know, a little bit too little and you can kill someone. It's a risky job, <laughs> yeah, it's that. A real, yeah, real balancing act. Shits or death. What, what, what are you going to get? You're well, gonna I'm, going the, yeah. I'm going for the death every time because I wear a lot of white. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you can't reveal how well you do, but are, are you happy, I guess, even getting on there and getting past, if you get past week one, I guess that's a, that's a bonus if you're a freezer girl. But are you yeah, happy I, with how you did? I mean, like you say, to even get on the show was just mad like I was like me and then obviously I walked in because they don't tell you who you're going to be filming with I walk in like Paul Chuckles there and Danny from McFly and I'm like <laughs> what the earth am I doing here all I'm known for is the bloody old potty mouth and I'm thinking to myself, oh no I'm not gonna have to just rustle up in the kitchen I'm also gonna have to rustle up my language oh, <laughs> oh yeah and it's on the it's BBC as well isn't it so you've got to be got to be careful <laughs> yeah and it's not past 10 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing as well. Do producers ask you, like, obviously, when your agent says, right, this job's coming, and you're, you're then speaking to production, do they say, what's your cooking abilities? Do they ever see you cook before day one? No. So they ask, like, what your cooking ability is. And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm from, like, a very working-class family. My mum cooked every night. We didn't go to fancy restaurants. My dad, I mean, he definitely was an old HGV lorry driver, so you can imagine, like, he wants a big old plate, and that's what we would establish a good restaurant to a bad restaurant for. Yeah. So I can't, like, my mum was, like, always good in the kitchen. So I, like, I kind of knew how to turn the oven on to 180. Um, <laughs> and that was really about it. And I was like, oh, no, I told my mum I was doing it. And she was like, oh, you're going to embarrass me twice in a year. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's amazing. When you're not um, particularly something like good at something I think when you even try and you do it I think that's off to you that's amazing to even give it a go thinking right I'm, I might be shit I'm not the best here but to still do it that's off babe I just feel like the last year has like surprised me so much and I'm like if you don't challenge yourself you don't actually get pushed forward in life mm -hmm. so the last year for me although I've been so uncomfortable from you know doing my first audition for Love Island to then going on and to, on screen and then doing red carpets like Unless you push yourself out of your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. So I was like, oh, we'll just try it. Like, I mean, it, what's the worst that can happen? I can get kicked out on day one. Like, but at least I tried it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what experience. I can't wait to watch it. What have you... Uh, did you watch the, uh, the final of Love Island? Oh, uh, I did. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it the whole way through, but I was like, oh, I want to watch the final. I want to be like, oh, more so because I want to be bloody nosy. I don't want to hear out from the Daily Mail first. I want to know. <laughs> so what do you think of um, Davide and Ekansu winning? Oh, I feel like they were all deserving winners. And, you know, everyone always says to us, like, to me and Teddy, like, oh, how do you feel about, like, not winning? And I'm like, yeah, but we did win. So you, found, you actually found other. someone. Yeah. 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 So actually, only because you win 50 grand, 
doesn't mean that you actually win the show because if that's what you went on for then obviously you won but actually if you went on there for the right reasons then and you've come out with someone that you actually really adore then you're actually a winner in your own right so I think they're all deserving winners to be fair do you think as years go on people are all going in for that reason to actually find love or do you think there's some that are looking for the blue tick the clothing deal and the 50 grand at the end which no no tea no shade some people are, no do what some you want to do done, yeah some people have done very very well from it you know, millionaires. Like, <laughs> yeah like obviously but it depends on what you judge success on isn't it like I don't judge success on how much money I've got and this world has definitely shown me that I judge it on how happy I am and I think to myself actually there's been like my darkest days coming out of Love Island but yeah some people definitely do go in there for that and I think it's very telling now like I went in there with a thousand followers I took a sabbatical from work I was like, I'm coming back and then I was obviously in there for eight weeks but some people have already gone in there with management. They're already setting up deals. behind, So they already know what they're going in there for. Mm. But I mean, from the back of it, I'm doing Celebrity Master Chef. Like, you know, I came out and I was very much like, oh, I don't want to do like fast fashion. I, I, that's not me. I don't really know. Like, and a lot of people said to me, like, Faye, we don't really know what to do with you because I want to do property. I want to do dogs. And that's what I've done before. <laughs> so, like, um, so, yeah, it's just a bit of a strange one. But a lot of people do go in there now for that, for sure. But yeah. that's often if that's what they want in there for and they got it. Yeah. Who, who can judge them? Yeah, definitely. I, I always think that the nicest stories are, though, the ones that find love. Do you know, for me, as someone, when you watch the show... The clue's in the title, isn't it? Love Island. Of course, <laughs> amazing things come off the back of it. You get a profile, and of course, not, you can't knock people for that. But I think if you go in there with like organic reasons and you, you want to find someone, that comes across. And when someone does, what's better than that? Do you know what I mean? Like you say, that's better than splitting 50 grand between two people, 25 grand or finding love. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, let, 25 grand is a hell of a lot of money, especially with what's going on in the wet. Like, times are hard, yeah. people, so I'm not saying it's not, but love's nice. Yeah, and do you know what? I, I went in the show with an open heart. I thought I had an open heart until I got in there and I was like, hang on a minute, and saying, this ain't what I signed up for. But, there, you know, I came out with exactly what I went in there for. Um, and it's weird because that's what people always say to me, like, oh, my God, you and Teddy, you and Teddy. And I'm like, yeah, like, we we went in there. We were from completely different sides of the UK. We never would have met. Yeah, we were, never. Yeah, so we have to give everything and every thanks to Love Island. And I just hope that, obviously, every, I kind of always hope everyone goes in there with the same kind of, I guess, initiative. But that's not all, all people go in there with. So, you know. How are things, how are things with Teddy? Is he good? Oh, it's great, isn't it? The so <laughs> thing is, everyone always says that to me, and I'm like, what, do you want me one day to turn around and be like, do you know what? I actually got something to say. That everyone uh, number one, like. number two. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's lush and he's, he's a bit all right. So you've basically been together a year now, right? Just, is it? Oh, a year. Yeah, yeah, we've been together a year. It's mad. I'm like, hang on a minute. Hang on, I've moved out of Devon. And now I'm in like a proper relationship. I'm like, where's my ring? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the next stage, do you think? I don't know. I'll leave it up to him, I suppose. I've got to let him do something. 
Have you dropped a few hints, though? Oh, only, like, every day where I'm like that. <laughs> and do you know Showing the ring you want? Do you know the no. shape, the size? Are you like, do you know one of these? You strategically scroll and go, oh, uh, no ring, lovely. Zoom no, in. I don't, don't do it on the phone, but if we do see someone, I'm like, oh, look at her ring. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a nice ring. I'm like, yeah, I want it bigger. That's yeah. such a, like, low-key <laughs> reaction. Yeah, that's a really nice ring. You're like, okay, and then, yeah, and then what now? <laughs> Want to go to the jewellers tomorrow? <laughs> like, oh, what no, a lovely teardrop. No... <laughs> obviously, there's no pressure on him. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, well, Faith, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Really appreciate it. And, and can't wait to see your master chef. Sounds like something good to Oh, thank you. Can't thank wait to see you do some, fi- some fish fingers and chips. <laughs> yeah, that's on me, your beans on toast. Delish. Who'd have won that? Thanks for joining us. Bye, Bye. 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 Oh, there we go. She's gone. Um, yes, do you think that would be your sort of uh, your skill set if you were doing um, MasterChef then, or are you a bit better than that, Bob? This will surprise you, but I love cooking. But what mm. I cook, I cook very well. What would I'd struggle on MasterChef is anything fish because I don't eat it. So oh, if yes. you give if you give me a bit of meat, there ain't nothing I can't do with a good bit of meat. Oi, oi. Uh, oi, oi. Um, my presentation, I think, is actually quite good. I mean, would I get a job at Golden Ramsay's? Probably not. But Would you want one? I mean, more to the point, probably not. I mean, I kind of do crush on old Golden Ramsay. That's probably not the best oh, thing oh. for your boss anyway. I, I know, weird, isn't it? I, I feel getting strange taste. Um, <laughs> but fish, if you gave me, like, a haddock or whatever it is, you know, when they throw down a big old fish, and if you ain't gut it, take the bones oh. out. Wouldn't have a clue where to start. But give me, give me a steak, roasting up, um, anything like that. I mean, you don't get to do roasts on um, MasterChef. That's my speciality, though. Interesting. Well, steak, amazing. So, you're waiting yeah. for the call there, Bob, are you? Waiting for that call to come through. Yeah, but if I could say, can I not do anything fish? Because I don't know what to do. They must allow for people who are vegans or veggies, I would think. I think you're still expected to cook it. And uh, it's not that I wouldn't want to touch it. It's just I wouldn't know, because I've never do. done it, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and I'm fair. one of them people, I don't particularly even like eating meat off a bone. So if mm. you threw a fish down and it's looking at you and it's legit got eyes, <laughs> I can't bear that. Like with my friends, or if I'm on a date and they all don't, like, you know, the big fuck off prawns. Yeah. Just like the ones in a special fried rice. And you have to decapitate it. And I sit there over the table and they're taking heads and tails off. And it's like, his fucking eyes are there on the table looking at you. I'm like, I can't. Oh, when you threw it like that. Yeah, I don't want my food to look at me before I eat it. Fair point, I think. Fair point. Um, I can completely understand that. Well, I was going to say at the end of the show, we should, we, well, I said at the end of the show, we should talk a bit about um, Colleen and, and Becky, but we've kind of run out of time. Um, with, but that, I mean, to be honest, I imagine we'll be talking about it uh yeah. in weeks to come because now that becky's spoken out i imagine colleen's gonna have something to say at some point um, oh, i think colleen's quite a private private girl you don't really hear much from i mean obviously i know that's hard to believe after the last three years and the whole case but i think colleen keeps herself pretty quiet unless you want to get her word out and then that's it shop shut <laughs> job done I can um, imagine, but can you imagine that whatever Colleen says, Becky will then have something else to say. It's one of that's those the things. Thing. Where does it end? And yeah. In Rebecca's interview, has she said, is she going to appeal it? Because that's also the thing with court cases. She could, if she wants to try to appeal it, but 
it carries it on even longer. And then the expense of the legal bills get bigger and bigger, don't they? And then it's like, where does it end? Do you want, are you really prepared at that point to just spend anything? Like, I don't I know. I think if this Roma to have cost more than three mil. And I think Something Colleen, like that, yeah. I don't know if I'm right in saying this, I'm sure Colleen has come out somewhere publicly and said it would have been better put towards a charity. Which I it mean, was three million not... pounds in any charity that we're in a cost of living crisis here. Yeah. Or giving it to a food bank, anything, you know. Food bank, lots yeah. Of, lots of things that that sort of money could have gone to. And um, and for what, in the end? Just ego, I think. But, you know, not nothing. I mean, I can also understand why you'd want to do it if it was you at the end of it. Um, yeah, and to try and clear if you your in name. Becky's situation. It's a hard yeah. one. Yeah, you want to clear your name and stuff like that. Um, really hard. Like you say, though, I'm sure it will continue and... Who knows, next week we'll probably be talking about something else. Exactly. In it. So, um, yeah, lovely exactly. show. Good to have you back, babe. Good to be here and um, and uh, and great guests as ever. Um, so, uh, yeah, so until next time, everyone, uh, goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>